<clears throat> now this is recording. RTI International Center for Forensic Science presents Just Science. Welcome to Just Science, the podcast for forensic science professionals. I'm John Morgan, the Senior Director at the Center for Forensic Science at RTI International. Today we're doing Just So You Know, and this is a pop-up podcast about particular subjects. In this case today, the uh, sad news of the passing of a lion of forensic science, Jay Siegel. Jay Siegel, who was one of the first people I ever met in uh, the forensic science community, he passed away Monday. We're recording this on Wednesday, September 27th, and I'm very, very pleased that we have two people who knew Jay as well as anybody in the forensic science community with us today to talk about Jay's legacy. First, we have Max Hauk, the Director of Forensic Studies in the Justice Program at University of South Florida, St. Petersburg, and Max is, of course, somebody with a distinguished history himself of service in the forensic science community and John Collins, professor of forensic science at Michigan State University, by happenstance, also a, uh, an alma mater, right, uh, for Jay. That's right. And uh, leadership coach and strategic consultant at Critical Victories, John Collins, is also uh, somebody who uh, has been very impactful not only nationally, but particularly in the state of Michigan, which was Jay's adopted home in forensic science. We talked a little bit before the podcast here about how I wanted to approach this, because I want people to understand just what a, uh, a giant, what a lion Jay was with respect to uh, the important role in forensic science improvement. I think that certainly Asklad Lab owes a great debt uh, in its development to Jay. Uh, he was on the National Academy of Sciences Forensic Science uh, Improvement Committee, and he uh, served on FEPAC, was quite influential in the development of forensic science education and also the popular understanding of forensic science, but so glad to have you, uh, John, and Max uh, here with us. I think we want to focus in on Jay's legacy and have people understand, you know, his point of view and how he made things happen in the community, because I think it's a real model. So, John, uh, you probably, as much as anybody else, are kind of, you know, in the uh, in the area that Jay lived most of his forensic life. So tell me, how did you know Jay? And tell me a little bit about your interactions with him. Well, Max and I were both forensic science students of Jay's and uh, here at Michigan State. And I came through the program in the early 1990s, and, you know, Jay was my professor, and he was, at the time, you know, this was before CSI and kind of the modern popularity of forensic science, and he really ran what at that time was the, time I'd say the most well-recognized forensic science academic program in the country. And I reacquainted with him about 10 years after I graduated, and he invited me to be a guest lecturer for some of his classes after he had retired from Michigan State and was down at the Purdue campus in Indianapolis. And he and I became closer and closer ever since. So, you know, it, it's obviously this is a really rough week for both Max and I. Max was the one that called me to tell me what had happened. So Max and I have been in communication with each other. As far as his legacy, John, I'll just say that in forensic science, we often talk about, you know, to use a gender-specific term, our forefathers, the father of this, the father of that. Edmund Locard was the father of this, Paul Kirk, all these big heavy hitters in the history of forensic science. And I, I know Max would agree with this. Jay Siegel is right up there at the top of the list 
among the most influential people in the history of forensic science. Jay Siegel, in my view, is the father of modern forensic science education. And education today, specific to forensic science, forensic science degree programs, really exist as they are, in my opinion, because of Jay Siegel. Wow. John, I couldn't agree more. I think that's absolutely true. First of all, I, I think Michigan State may be the oldest forensic science program in the U.S. and it was founded, I think, in '47 by Ralph Turner. That's right. And if you look at the legacy, it's Paul Kirk, Ralph Turner, Jay Siegel, pretty much. And you, you don't get a more direct line than that. And in terms of forensic science education, Jay took over the program at Michigan State. He was at the program in Denver before that. He left Michigan State and started the program at IUPUI. He helped start uh, the program at University of Technology, Sydney, and then he did a sabbatical and did six months touring Australia and really influenced forensic science education in that entire country. I don't think you're going to find another forensic science educator who has, and I will go out on a limb and probably will not be someone who will have influenced forensic science education and touched the lives of as many students as Jay. It's you know, thinking about it for the last couple of days, these things that you know about somebody, but not realizing the breadth of their impact on a discipline. There's there's hardly anybody who's received a degree who's not a peer of Jay's who hasn't somehow been affected by Jay's approach to forensic science education. Max, what would you say as a student at Michigan State and following, is there some way that you think in particular that he demanded something of you and, as an individual that really stuck out in your mind? Is there a lesson that he kind of left with you that was more important or more impactful? Um, <laughs> well, there's actually two that stick out with me. Number one is if you don't have your reputation, you don't have anything. And Jay is one of the most principled people I've ever met. And that came through in everything that he taught. And whether it was in the classroom or, you know, over a glass of wine at, at a meal or a reception, he was concerned first and foremost, the science got done correctly and that you had integrity as a scientist. The other thing, and I'm sure John will echo this, because Jay had a particular way of getting this message across. In the laboratory, when we were doing assignments or experiments, Jay would just sort of wander up behind you uh, and say, what are you doing? And you might talk about something technical, you know, oh, I'm doing a thin layer of chromatography, and you go, no, what are you doing? And he's standing there going, I thought I was doing thin layer chromatography. <laughs> um, I'm comparing the inks. He goes, nope. And the lesson was, remember, people are involved in this, and you're affecting somebody's life. So remember what it is really that you're doing. Don't get lost in the science. Remember that you're trying to aid the criminal justice system getting the right answer. I remember him in a way because I've seen him in action on a number of committees and things like that and national policymaking. And what struck me about him in particular, some folks are identified with the prosecution and some folks are identified with defense. Jay was able to move in both of those communities quite seamlessly, I think because of that commitment to science and, and to having that bigger picture about serving the criminal justice community and, and just the truth. Jay was Switzerland, absolutely. You know, his role as an educator, I think, allowed him to do that in a big way. You know, he didn't, he really didn't see himself as being a player on one team or the other. He saw himself as an educator, I think. And just to kind of to tell you, even recently, I talked to Jay. I was on the phone with him for about an hour and a half a few weeks ago. I was just getting ready to start my first, you know, to start here teaching at Michigan State. 
and Jay and his lovely wife Maggie were who I you know, they used to stop and have lunch with me when they were coming through Michigan, and uh, they were in the process of moving from Atlanta to, to New Jersey to be closer to their grandkids. And I called Jay just because I wanted some advice on how to start the program, and he just was. First of all, he was so enthusiastic and so generous with giving me insight on what I should be thinking about in teaching the students, how important it was to you know, connect with the students. And for over an hour, I want to say about an hour, 15, hour and 20 minutes, we just talked and reminisced a little bit about when I was going through the program. And I just, I was feverishly taking down notes. So anyway, I, it was the last time I talked to him and I said, you know, I'll, I'll, hopefully I'll be seeing you soon. And I get back to my office and I get this email from Jay that says, John, it was great talking to you. He says, he says, this is probably going to be the one of many emails that I'm going to send you over the next hour. And, and I got a, just a barrage of emails from Jay with all of these attachments of slide presentations and sample examination questions and names of contact people. And so I feel very fortunate because it was like the last lesson that I got from him. He was so energetic and enthusiastic. He sounded great. And I'll just close by saying that Jay... Jay was an intellectual giant, but he had a very feisty intellectualism. He was just, you know, Max and I are both have kind of history of being somewhat provocative and trying to spark debate and things of that sort. There's been times when Jay would call me or send me an email and say, hey, John, I, I really liked what you wrote in this, this or that article. And he'd say, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'm just really glad somebody is saying it because he knew that it didn't matter if you agreed with it or not. He felt that if it sparked intellectual curiosity and inquiry, that that was good for forensic science. And I think that that was what he was yeah. about. He wanted forensic science to be an intellectually and scientifically rigorous profession. And I, I, uh, that's what we've lost this week. Max, I want to close with you a little bit on one aspect for the listeners, because I, I hope that folks are at least intrigued who didn't know Jay. And you and he really did a lot of writing together. Tell me, for people who really want to learn about forensic science and really take in Jay's ideas, which of the works do you think really should they, should they pay most attention to? Oh, that's an excellent question. He had a book, it's called The Basics, Forensic Science, The Basics. And I think that's through Taylor and Francis. And it was really aimed at like high school science students. And I think his voice comes through in that better than most other places. If you go through the, the textbook that he and I wrote together, Fundamentals of Forensic Science, you could probably pick out his chapters versus mine because we had very different voices in the way we wrote. But I think, you know, in that book, we were aiming at a, at a again, at a different audience. And so more of Jay, I think, probably comes out in his book. It's just Forensic Science, the basics. I would agree with that. And I just to add real, really quick, I use... Jay and Max's textbook in my class. And I can tell when Max is writing versus when Jay is writing, which is really, which is really, uh, it's all good, right? It's it's, fun. Yeah. yeah, it's a compliment. It, it, that's what makes the text really rich. And I had a chance to tell my students that, you know, both Max and Jay are good friends of mine. And, and obviously I'll be lecturing here in about an hour and a half and I'll be giving them a little bit of a kind of a history lesson on Jay Siegel. Well, that's the and ultimate legacy, that is. What occurred to me the other day was I was really hoping, and, and Jay had said, you know, I want to be there, but you know, I don't know if I'm going to get there because of his health issues. 
American Academy of Forensic Sciences meeting is in Seattle next year. And it so happens that it was at a Seattle Forensic Academy meeting that Jay and I sat down at a bar and over a couple of drinks said, you know what, we're going to write a textbook and we're going to write it for science <laughs> students because that's what we really, right? And so I was so looking forward to having that sort of anniversary because we just had the third edition come out. But it's going to be even harder now uh, knowing, you know, knowing what, it, what he's left behind. Well, we should put together a group at AAFS and have a toast to Jay. And John, that's one thing that I'm working on with some folks from the Academy. They're planning on doing something officially, but we're also looking at having a uh, public memorial or remembrance of, of Jay, and I'm looking at, at having something during the week at a, a local, certainly keep you informed when the details come out. That's fantastic. So Max Halk, John Collins, thank you both so much for participating in this Just Science podcast. Just so you know, remembering Jay Siegel. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, John.